Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Archangel podcast. I'm Father Jacob. I'm the associate pastor here at St. Michael's. And as always, I'm joined by the communications director here at the parish, Megan Jones. So tonight we have another episode coming for you. Last time we had the chance to talk a little bit about Megan's background and her role as the director of communications here at the parish. But today we have the chance to interview and talk with another employee, both Megan and myself. We'll talk with another employee here at the parish who works at the front desk. And so I will let her introduce herself and welcome her onto the podcast. So Monica, welcome. How's it going? It's going good. Hi, everyone. All right. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got to know, um, you know, St. Mike's Parish and also the school as well. Like, how did you get to know it? Yeah, sure. So um, I moved to Indiana from Tinley Park in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I already had one child. I was about eight months pregnant with number two. So I quickly had to find a church to have her baptized. Gotcha. So uh, this was, I was in Cherryville, so this was the church I decided to join and belong to. And um, so we joined in 2002. And then this was before there was a preschool here. Mm -hmm. So it was time for my oldest to go to preschool. And I quickly made friends with a couple St. Mike's moms. So I went home and told my husband, we have to send our kids to St. Michael's school, St. Mike's. And that the history is, starts there and ends there. So I've had three kids go through St. Michael's school. Nice. And so we'll remind the people, what are your three kids' names and how old are they now? Sure. So um, the, the real test, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my oldest is Eamon, which is Gaelic for Edward. And my husband, just a little history, is the third. He's Edward Wantuck. Third, so oh. we went with the Irish version since my parents are from Ireland. Gotcha. So he is Eamon and he is 20. Then next is Molly and she is 18. She'll be going off to college this fall. And then Kate wraps it up and she is 14, going on 15. Gotcha. And Kate just graduated from eighth grade here, right? She did. She's going on to Andrean. Gotcha. And she's playing soccer. Nice, nice. Who plays goalie? Is that right? She is the goalkeeper. Sorry, that's like a rhetorical question. I totally <laughs> know all of that. You do. But yeah. <laughs> I think everyone that knows Kate knows she's a, a goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen like the uh, the gloves to prove it. So. And smell them, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> she all, got new ones, by the way. <laughs> all, all part of the sport. All part of the yeah, sport, right? Yes. And uh, I noticed, too, like just in the past few months, uh, you've been taking several different college visits uh, with your other daughter. So mm-hmm. how's that been? Like, Is she starting to zero in on choices or what's that look like? It's been made. It's been, um, she's decided and she's going to Holy Cross on the Notre Dame campus, if you don't know. Nice. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool. So it's, uh, it's far enough away to be away, but then also close enough to come back, right? Yeah. Like an hour from, we moved to Valpo, so about an hour, hour 10. Mm -hmm. Nice. Perfect. Nice. For sure. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, and I have to say, so one of the moms that I did chat with, when I was deciding what school to send Eamon to, mm-hmm. um, turned out to be one of everyone's favorite teachers, Mrs. Wesson. Oh, nice. Ooh. Nice. So that was before she was a teacher here, and even before there was a preschool at St. Mike's. Oh, Shout gotcha. out Mrs. Wesson. Yeah. So, Everybody loves Mrs. Wesson. And, every, and it all goes way back, way back. Yes. Nice, nice. So then that's kind of like your background, um, you know, with the school and then also with the parish as well. But then how did you get involved um, 
I guess before we start to like how um, you started working here, because I know like you and your husband are really involved with stuff in the school and like HSA and like soccer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like what did all of that look like and how did you guys get involved in that? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to um, stay at home with my kids. So I stayed home for a good chunk of their childhood. So if you are no Catholic schools, you have to volunteer. And so I was lucky enough to spend a lot of time here and getting to know everyone by volunteering, being a room mom and soccer and basketball and cheer. Actually, I was a cheer coach at one time. Not coach. No, not a coach. Oh, no. Assistant coach. Nice. Yes. That was Tina Graziani Graziani Uh was the coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's lots of opportunity for you to be involved in your kid's school life here. And that is beautiful. Yeah, I know. And it sounds like you definitely took advantage of that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, while your three kids were here. That's awesome. Yes. And I will say, too, I have benefited from it because I got all of Ed's uh, memorabilia, (laughs) you know, passed on. So now I have all the St. Mike's uh, quarter zips and polos and everything. Yeah. 90s, 2000s vintage. Yeah. 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 And I like and they're, you know, they're nice. Like, And also the best part is they fit. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all, it all works, right? It uh, all works. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, just being here, I have met many people, not at the, only at the school, but at the church, because when you have little ones, you're always in the gathering space. And I have met so many people chasing my kids around the gathering space. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still friends with to this day. Nice, yeah. nice. So bring well, your kids, your little ones. Don't feel bad if they make noise. It's okay. Yeah, that's one of the cool things is... um. I know there was some talk at one time, like way back, about getting the windows etched, and there was like a plan for that to make it, um, to kind of beautify those back windows. Oh. Um, but then, like, it was kind of rethought a little bit because it was like a lot of people do use that space for their kids. Yeah. And so it's like if you etch those windows totally, then you really can't see into the space, mm-hmm. and you know it's a little bit different. Um, so they decided to go against it, and. I mean, now every Sunday, that's kind of the majority of what you see at many of the masses. Yeah, you know? running toddlers. Yeah. yeah and it, yeah. It, it is nice because as the mom and dads, you could still see what's going on mm-hmm. and hear. There's mm-hmm. nice um, microphones, not microphones, uh, speakers in there. You yeah. can hear everything. For sure. So, yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think the only people that notice it really is like me because I'm the only one facing that. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's like, it's pretty inconspicuous and inconvenient for families. So... Like once in a while, you like, you know, you look up from praying at the Eucharistic prayer and you can see families running back and forth. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what it's like bringing a toddler to church. And it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but in any case, nice, nice. So that's some of your guys' involvement, particularly uh, you and your husband as well. But then, you know, what is the day to day look like? And, you know, what are some of like the highlights of working here in the parish office? Like, I don't know. I guess a good place to start is like, what's your job title, right? Sure. I'm the parish executive assistant. That is, so there's a lot to my day. It's very busy. So at the minimum, I answer phones and greet parishioners at the door. And we get a lot of people coming to the door for many things. Right now, it's um, mega raft of time. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of people stopping and dropping off the tickets. Um, And I spend a a lot of my time, as you can imagine, we have a very busy calendar mm-hmm. with um, everything going on at St. Patrick's Hall and masses. So I, I handle that, and that's quite full. Um, mass intentions, um, I can help you becoming a new parishioner. There's uh, m- uh, many things I do. One of the in- 
things that I do that probably a lot of people don't know is, well, sacramental recording and information. Um, one of my responsibilities is funerals mm-hmm. and working with Rick in buying, uh, helping people buy plots and niches in our cemetery. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about this prior to working here. Mm-hmm. So just so everyone knows, it takes what it takes to put on a funeral mass is volunteers. Mm-hmm. And when we have a mass, those people that are working or um, helping at the masses are all volunteers. Yeah. But I have to call and ask to come home. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not realize that. Yeah. So while you're talking like hospitality people, hospitality. there's at least two of them, right? Yeah. Uh, two to three. Um, so I, I give people a call and ask them to come help seat people at funeral masses. The servers. So if there's school, then we ask school kids. If there's not school, then we ask um, kids to come and help during their day, the day, mm-hmm. the Saturdays. Yeah. Um, lectors and music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's a lot. A lot of people people to wrangle and to it, get a hold of. You yes. Know? And yeah. we have such a nice parish that people are always willing to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference. Nice. Also, too, I know that there's like the gigantic cabinet up by your desk. Yeah. So like. Oh, yeah. The sacramental. What's in the cabinet? Those are sacramental books. So anytime you are you are baptized or make your first communion or um, we keep marriage and death records, any sacramental um, date has to be written in these books. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't know how long has that been going on. You could. I mean, like, as long as the church has been around, there's yeah. been some kind of sacramental record system. I mean, maybe not from like, you know, this, like one, two, three, four hundreds, maybe. But <laughs> right. I mean, there's been definitely a practice of that, like well beyond the Middle Ages. So, yeah. and and it does go in our computer system, too. Mm-hmm. But it is the rule that it has to be written in these special books, which is very interesting. So I write my nicest, my finest writing. I yeah. Record everything. I'm glad that we found someone with nice handwriting for that job. <laughs> Yeah. That's debatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. legible. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It definitely yeah. wouldn't be my handwriting, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. That's for I'll sure. That. Yeah, definitely. No, you don't want Well, wanna... I think at one time it looks like you can see who wrote what in, during whatever time period it was. And mm-hmm. the priest did write in there at one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then Michaeline did it for a long time and she had beautiful handwriting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it just keeps passed on and passed on. Yes. And don't worry as well. I, uh, I encountered a couple, uh, two couples actually in the cemetery, um, this past weekend, actually walking through and they asked if they could look at the records to like, see who was buried where. And I was like, uh, those aren't public. No, like, sorry. Yeah. No. And they, <laughs> they were like, Oh, what do you mean? What's wrong? And I was like, no, like our records of that are not like for public consumption. So, yeah. and that's its yeah. own database. That's its own. Yeah. That's not sacramental. Yeah, so, but yeah. really anything in those two cabinets related to, like, marriage records, like, any kind of sacramental records, cemetery records, deeds, like, all that stuff is not, like, if you just show up to the office and ask to see the stuff and it's not yours, like, no. you can't <laughs> look at it, so. <laughs> and we get a lot of people, so several times a week we get people calling for their baptismal records because they're mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, sometimes they'll say, oh that's where my godfather was or you know it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lots of information there so it is very important yeah yeah well not to mention too but did you both know then 
that when you get your baptismal certificate, well, Monica knows this because she fills them out, right? But your marriage is notated on the back. Yes. Yes. So I you did know that. Yeah. From Monica. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're called notations, and we put them on the back of your, let's say, baptismal mm-hmm. record. So. Yeah. So that way, if the priest wants to see your baptismal certificate within six months of you being married, they want to see that because then they want to look at the back. Yeah. And <laughs> and I bet a lot of people don't know that wherever you were baptized, that's where all your records get sent. Mm-hmm. So if you're baptized at St. Mike's, then you moved away when you were five. All the records get sent to us. And right. we note that. Right, right. You married, so fun fact, if you need your records, go mm-hmm. to the place where you were baptized True because story. they will have everything. Okay. Yes. Pop quiz. What if the parish has been closed? The oh. diocese. Or it burns down. Oh. Um, that happened for me. My, nice. My, oh. There yeah. you go. So the your diocese, uh, mine, that it was Illinois. They mm-hmm. had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes it can be neighboring parishes or the diocese itself. Yeah. And so you can just call the diocese and the offices and they'll know where it is. Yeah. Because so. that's happening a lot in Illinois. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's the archangel tip of the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you need sacramental <laughs> records, uh, we've learned that Monica can make them for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is a, uh, it's an ecclesiastical crime to forge documents. So we don't another pro tip. Yeah. Another pro tip. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't get into the underground documents trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will not. And we do not. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. You heard it here. We don't do that. Yeah. No. So nice. <laughs> But uh, nice. So then what all that kind of has looked like so far has been kind of what you've been doing. And then, of course, explaining the cabinet as well. But then what are some of the other like, um, are there any other day to day things Um, like we talked about mega raffle? We talked about the phone scheduling, uh, helping out all that kind of stuff, keeping track of records like mass intentions. Did I mention that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one to talk about. Yeah. So if you want a mass for a loved one, whether they're living or deceased. We have books, and those are old books, too, mm-hmm. kind of looking books. And um, there's a fee. It's a donation of $10 per mass, and then um, the mass is said for that person that it's intended for. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So then what if someone comes in and said, says, I want a mass for my loved one next Tuesday? Well, then we would look at next Tuesday, uh-huh. and um, it's probably not available because we have right. parishioners that are planners. Right. And they will plan out their entire year. Mm-hmm. So we're already into 2022. Right. So most of 2021 is already gone. There you go. Yeah. No. So I, again, I met another family this past Saturday and they'd asked, well, can we have mass said tomorrow for our loved one? And I said, I think I'm like, that's been booked for like a year. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they were like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, no, we get these booked up pretty quick, yep. like well in advance. Right. So. And we have people to come in like the first of the year with 12 mass intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, book, we plan them all out. Nice, yeah. nice. And if you need information on mass intentions and what we just said, you can find it on our website, stmichaelparish.life, under the mass intentions tab. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, it's like we're coming full circle here, you yeah. know, <laughs> websites, mass intentions, information. You can't call for next week. It's probably already booked. Sorry, but you can call for like next year mm-hmm. or maybe there is some empties, you know, there are. Like, you can you always know, check open just, slots. Yeah. And just call and check and I'll be happy to check for you. And with that being said, also something that I handle is new parishioners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. Just come in and, and sign some, fill out and sign some do- paperwork documents. Mm-hmm. But that also can be found on the new website. Yes. So you Whoa. can 
click on the new parishioner tab and the form that I would give you in the office is actually on the website. So you can just fill it out at home. Nice. And the comfort of your own home. Yes. Without without Father Jacob having to look over your shoulder <laughs> yeah. and filling out the form in the <laughs> office, right? No, I mean, really though, like the information on there that we need is usually sacramental information as well. Yes. We want to see like, you know, I mean, honestly, when parishioners come to us, it's rare, it's rare, but there are possibilities where people think they're in valid marriages and they're not, mm-hmm. or people think they're confirmed and they're not, or people, I haven't encountered anyone that thinks they're baptized and they're not, thank God. Mm. Um, but I have encountered. But you can fix that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, can, we can get that done for mm-hmm. you. But, um, but I mean, I have encountered situations where people think they're confirmed and it's not noted on their notation. Oh. So then like, if they don't have any documentation or any witnesses, then it's like, we have to kind of figure out and start presuming maybe they're not confirmed and like they kind of have to investigate, talk to their parents. Usually mm-hmm. like a lot of those situations are like, Oh, I moved in seventh grade, wrote the Saint paper. And then they just forgot. They never got confirmed. They thought they did. Oh, wow. You know, kind of thing. So which yeah. is you can fix that. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 You can get it confirmed as an adult too. Um, or yeah, I mean like all the kind of things can happen with different uh, marriages and then trying to figure out where it's notated and, calling parishes and all kinds of stuff. But we do all that legwork uh, investigating for people as they call in. So Yeah, and it, it's just phone calls. It, it mm-hmm. found out. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all easy to find out. And uh, churches will talk to each other about those things. Um, but another thing, too, do you know why it's called a sacramental donation and not a fee for mass intentions? What do you think? Hmm. Because we'll pray for you regardless. What do you think, Megan? My mind is blank. <laughs> so if it's a fee, then it infers that it's like a charge or like oh, a selling of the sacrament. No, it's yeah. So like I know you said you said donation, okay, so you're fine. Okay. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I was just pointing that out that like it's kind of bad like uh to call things like a sacramental fee or like a uh like a um even like a fee for like confirmation fee, like you, it's usually like a retreat fee, you know, yeah. but it's like sometimes in paperwork and not here, but I've seen it where it's called like confirmation fee. And it's like, Ooh, we can't sell the sacraments. No, like, <laughs> but there are things that like, we, we have the cards. If you want a card, sure. So, you know, sure. so, but we had to buy those. But, so it helps. Yeah. But all, cl- but all clear for like donations, mm-hmm. you know, yes, donations. it's like, we're not uh, we're not into selling the sacraments no. around here. That's against the church. So mm-hmm. don't worry, my friends. We're not selling the sacraments. We're just asking for a simple donation for a lot of them. And I mean, to be honest, like that ten dollar donation is set by the bishops' conference of the United States. Mm-hmm. So that's not anything particular in our parish. So that all of you know that are listening as well, it's for the whole country. So oh, I didn't realize the whole country. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so. Just- there's a it can, it can change diocese to diocese, but I mm-hmm. think it's the recommendation of the bishops' conference mm-hmm. that the bishops set it at that, oh. and then they can change it if they want in their diocese. So I know some dioceses in Iowa, I think it's five. Oh, okay. so it just depends on what the bishop wants to do yeah. and follow. So there you go, a little bit of tidbit of uh, of information about mass intentions too. Yes. So kind of as we start to wind down the episode here, um, Monica, last question: It'd be if you wanted the people listening or parishioners. To know one thing about your job or your responsibilities here at St. Mike's, what would it be? What do you well, think? And I think I touched 
based on that, it was about the funerals. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I came in not knowing much about it, just attending funeral masses, but I didn't realize what it took in terms of parishioner help mm-hmm. to make those happen. And that's, you know, basically someone that's home during the day because our masses are at 1030 mm-hmm. to help with hospitality and lector and uh, altar server and music. And that's that was um, kind of eye-opening for me that it's people just out of the goodness of their heart coming to help you on a day that you need help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and a cool thing, too, that should be coming back around again as we continue to you know, kind of come back from like COVID and COVID restrictions as well will be eventually down the line, like funeral luncheons and kind of bringing some of those things back and bringing back as well. Um, you know, like all of our masses are now open, you know, no registration, no save a seat required. That's been like that for a while. Um, but so a lot of those policies and a lot of those things have come out of like, you know, meetings with the staff and meetings as an office and kind of talking and discussing about them. And like, we're kind of at the the front of, figuring that out and, you know, like implementing them, you know, and yeah. Monica telling them like, actually we're doing this now or, you know, actually we don't have to wear a mask anymore in the right. church or that kind of thing. And you're so. right. I, I didn't mention the funeral luncheons too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that takes a lot of ladies, mainly ladies, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they were coming and helping and that's a big deal too. Sure. Sure. And they have really good food that we all miss. Yeah, that's that's one of the things, honestly, about, uh, I guess that's behind the Archangel thing is like, <laughs> I've never been here for funeral luncheon since oh, I'm so new, right? Yeah. But like, if there are leftovers, then sometimes they they circulate over to the office. Is they that right? Do. If they don't make it past Rick and his crew. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. If it's not past the, the maintenance guys right. and around, right? Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. But awesome. So I just want to thank uh, Monica for taking the time today to come on and to chat a little bit about her role and her job here at St. Michael's Parish. And this is another episode of Behind the Archangel, where we have the chance to, you know, kind of explore some things behind different roles and different people behind the parish. It's been Father Jacob and Megan hosting here. And until then, God bless you. And if you like this, then like, share, comment, and may recommend it to a friend. See you soon. Thank you.